millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. The Women's World Cup Show. It's a really, really good finish. I love goals like that on TalkSport 2. Hello, hello. This is the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2. I'm Faker Rothers. Well, that was squeaky bum time for a bit, wasn't it? But the Lionesses are into the quarterfinals after knocking out Nigeria on penalties. I'm so proud of the team, how we did that, how we found a way to do that. And then in the penalties, uh, yeah, we showed uh, that uh, we are ruthless. They had to play the whole of extra time without Lauren James, who was sent off at the end of the second half. A straight red card for the Chelsea player after a moment of madness. She don't need us to tell us. She'll know herself that it was a silly thing to do. But ultimately, that's football. You learn from your mistakes. We all make them. And yeah, hopefully we can make sure she's all good. Co-hosts Australia are also through to the quarterfinals after beating Denmark. And there was drama galore over the weekend. The World Cup draw has been smashed wide open yet again as the world champions crash out of the tournament. Just not our day. I mean, that's the, you know, the cruel side of this beautiful game. But this group has such a bright future. Um, hopefully they, you know, don't take this one too hard. They'll be right back here in four years. USA's Megan Rapino bowing out of the world stage. Uh, we'll dissect all the last 16 drama. Loads to get through. Thanks for being with us. This is the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2. I'm Chloe Kelly, and you can listen to the Women's World Cup on TalkSport. Happy Monday, you lovely lot. How are you doing? Have you caught your breath yet? Recovered? Oh my goodness me, how close was that England game? Uh, delighted to say former Spurs captain Jenna Scalacci is with me fresh from commentary duty. That was stressful. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm fresh from the duty. <laughs> it was tense, wasn't it? It was it, tense. It really was. So England progressed through on penalties after a tense goalless draw with Nigeria and scraped through to the quarterfinals of the Women's World Cup. Let's hear how the game and Jenna sounded on TalkSport 2. You do feel that the stars are aligning at the Women's World Cup for England. The draw... Opening up for the Lionesses. It's come out to Plumtra! What a save by Earps! Turned it onto the bar. Plumtra wants more! Earps makes another great save! England under a lot of pressure here. They've got to ride this wave now. They need the calm heads. Soak up the pressure. Oh, here's a chance at the penalty area. And Jubani blocks off. Rebound driven wide! Nigeria continuing to show they're simply not going to be overwrought or intimidated by this Lionesses team. Ahale who scoops it into the penalty area. The looping header off the woodwork from Kanu. And Nigeria hit the bar for the second time in the game. Swung in by Greenwood. There's Daly! Saved by the goal.
Rousseau far post and claimed again. Brilliant stop by Nadozi. Just wondering whether she's in communication with the VAR. She's made the signal. Well, Lauren James deliberately pushed her foot down onto the lower back of Alozi. It was a deliberate push of the foot. The yellow card for number seven, why is cancelled? Instead, red card for Violet Cotton. Lauren James is sent off. England are down to 10 players with four minutes to go. You can only say it was a moment of absolute madness for the young player who's had, you know, been by far our best player of the tournament. It's just really sad to see that inexperienced show in there. The referee looks at her watch. That is the end of extra time. And we will have penalty kicks to decide who reaches the quarterfinals of the Women's World Cup. Chloe Kelly from the spot to send England into the quarterfinals. She does emphatically smashes it into the top corner. It's job done for the Lionesses. It was job done, even though it was made incredibly difficult after Lauren James was sent off three minutes from normal time. But they did it. They'll face either Colombia or Jamaica in the quarterfinals. So let's get the thoughts of manager Serena Viegman. She spoke to Talk Sports' Courtney Sweetman-Kirk after the match. Serena, you threw to the quarterfinals, but wow, it wasn't easy, was it? No, we didn't expect it to be easy, but that it uh, would go this way, of course, uh, no one would expect. Uh, lots of credits for Nigeria. They have done really well. They already did really well in, in the group stage, of course, with great results. But um, I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever been in such an intense, uh, intense game. Um, so, yeah, they, they were physical. They, they organized very well. Um, they had their press a little higher and, and a lot of courage in their press too. So, um, no, we, we, it was a very intense and very competitive game. Yeah, and obviously the sending off of Lauren James was a massive point in the game. And how proud were you, first of all, how the, the girls reacted to that going down to 10? Yeah, that's <coughs> yeah. Oh, the, the, so 40 minutes we played with 10. Uh, with 10. And I think uh, the reaction straight away, we organised it. Everyone, uh, of course, the, the, the whole mindset had changed, but now we dropped back. Uh, we let them make the game, so the, the whole game changed too, because now they tried to make the game and they struggled a little bit with that. Uh, and we just dropped uh, in and hoped for a counter-attack. Um, but we did that 40 minutes and we kept, uh, we kept the nil. And I'm so proud of the team how we did that, how we found a way to do that. And then in the penalties, uh, yeah, we showed uh, that uh, we are ruthless. In terms of Lauren, you said last time I spoke to you after the China game, let's not get too carried away. She's got a lot to learn. She's obviously a fantastic player, but still learning. And is, is that proof of that, that she's got things to learn in the game still and you know, she's still young? Yeah, of course she's young and this, this is just a split second. And of course she doesn't want to harm any, anyone. It's later on in the game, so you get a little bit tired too. And it's su it was such an intense and emotional game that in a split second, when you just control your emotions, then things, things happen. So of course she, she didn't want to do that. Uh, but, but before she even realized it, that happened. So yeah, very unfortunate. Um, and um, she will absolutely learn from this. And you need these, these well, need. Sometimes you learn, from, well, she absolutely will learn from these moments. It's very unfortunate. And in terms of Mary Earps, again, she's kept you in the game, you know, made some fantastic saves and, you know, made sure you, you got it to penalties. So how lucky are you to, to have her in goal, you know, a goalkeeper of her calibre? Yeah, I think that basically the whole team has done great. Um, and the character of the team, that's what you saw. And uh, yes, we, we always uh, say we tried to find a way to, to win. And that's what we did today, including, of course, Mary, who has, been, has had a major role in that too. But uh, I think every player had a, had a big role. 
And you talk about going forward now, Colombia or Jamaica again. Is it just a, another really tough game now? You're that far in the competition, quarterfinals, knockouts. It's never easy, is it? No. This tournament, uh, women's football has changed forever. And that's, that's what showed uh, tonight again. Uh, that's what, what lots of game, uh, games have shown. And uh, I, we don't expect any game to be easy. Um, and we have a couple of days now to rest and to figure out how we're going to approach uh, that next game. Serena Wiegmann there speaking to our England reporter Courtney Sweetman-Kirk. Um, interesting comments from Serena Wiegmann in terms of the intensity of the game, saying that she'd never experienced something like that before. And it, and it did feel as if the Lionesses didn't really know what to do. We saw their resilience in the Spain um, mm -hmm. match in the quarterfinals of, of the Euros, but this felt a bit different. Yeah, I think we spoke in the pre-match about England couldn't, couldn't afford to start on the back foot against this Nigerian team. And they did exactly that. They were under pressure from the first whistle and the chances were coming and they just couldn't deal with them in those wide areas. That That's where the space where they'd identified them. I think the formation as the game grew on in that first half, it was evident that it wasn't quite working out. I think it was Bronze and Daly were both going up together. So there was even more space. They weren't recovering quick enough. And they had to like deal with a lot of pressure there and then chances coming crashing off of the the crossbar we just really couldn't find our find our form at all in that first half Nigeria were the better team mm -hmm. I think they were we looked a bit shell-shocked we looked when we did get the ball up we couldn't make it stick it was panic city and then dropping back to recover I thought Nigeria were, were excellent I thought out of possession they were brilliant they're the intent to go and win the ball back once they've lost it. They were defending in numbers, they were organised and we couldn't break them down. No, we really struggled and then it was made even more difficult in uh, extra time, losing Lauren James three minutes from, from normal time. That red card, we said it in, you said it in commentary, it was naive, it was ridiculous and a complete moment of madness. Yeah, I mean, three minutes from time... You, you're about to go into added time. You know, you, you've got to make sensible decisions, manage the game. And that Lauren James absolutely didn't do it. It was no, there was no need to, to make that. It was, it was silly. Matt, the only way I can explain it is a moment of madness. She switched off. She's lost her head. And that could have changed the course of the, this tournament for, for her team and her teammates. No, no doubt it will change her life now and she will learn from it and she'll have good people around her. But in that moment could have been huge for the, for the team. Um, I don't know why she did it. There was no danger there. The only thing I can think of is she wasn't on the ball a lot. And mm. whenever she was, she was getting stopped. And she's not used to that. Like, I've watched her this last year in the WSL. No one can get close to her. She's not used to someone stopping her. And it, it must have been frustration and something she will learn from. Yeah, and it looked as if Serena Vigman was going to make some changes. P possibly should have made changes a little bit earlier as well maybe that kind of factored into yeah. it as well yeah I think we're used to seeing Serena make the changes around the 60 minute mark there was there was a reason she hadn't done it but had she you know we may still have had um, 11 players on the pitch but you know I've played in teams where you get a player sent off and you sometimes you've got no choice but to sink or swim or get together and we saw that from the England team they dug deep the game plan went out the window then they just mm. had to survive yeah they did <laughs> and they did survive and we might be having a very different conversation had they not but they are into the into the quarterfinals uh, Courtney also caught up with substitute and penalty scorer Bethany England as well I'm the same watching it on the sidelines was pretty tough I think we were all itching to just try and do our part it was nervy at times I thought Nigeria Jesus they were 
tough. They were very tough. They were physical. They were quick. They were. They showed great moments of brilliance, technical. Even in front of goal, they had some great opportunities. But luckily, we managed to hold them off and yeah, get the job done. And for you personally, I know it's not in open play, but stepping up, taking that penalty, scoring. You know what a feeling that is for you. Can you explain it, or is it just everywhere at the minute? I think I'm on cloud nine a bit. Yeah, I think the. Those pressure moments, maybe one, two years ago, there's not a chance I'm stepping up for that. But I think, you know what, just be confident in myself. And even like seeing G, like you, we know that girl's putting them away every day. So I think for me, it was just, you know what, be confident, be calm in the moment, take your time, don't rush it. And luckily it hit the back of the net. Yeah, so I think uh, my family was stressing a bit on that one. And, you know, is it weird as well? Sometimes it's a good win, the fact that you have to fight against adversities. You know, you probably didn't want it to go to penalties or, or you know, the way it was with 10 men. But the fact you've won in very different ways now throughout this tournament, does that give you confidence going forward? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think it just shows our versatility and our ways to adapt to different games. Like I said, they were they were tough out there. They did not make it easy for us one bit. And I think any team that has played them has had a job to do. And they took us all the way. Uh, and credit to them, I thought they were really good today. Um, it was made it tough on ourselves going down to 10, but look, again, we stuck together, we did the job, we got the penalty shootout done and into the next round. And there's a slight negative I have to ask you about Lauren James getting sent off. Obviously, she's still only young, she's still learning. So, you know, how are you as players going to get your arms around her and make sure that, you know, she's not too downhearted? And Because realistically, she might not play now for the rest of the World Cup. Yeah, look, I think uh, she she don't need us to tell us. She'll know herself that it was a silly thing to do. But ultimately, that's football. You learn from your mistakes. We all make them. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can make sure she's all good. And uh, like I said, we've got an unbelievable squad of players that can step in in her absence. Uh, hopefully she does get a chance to appear again in this World Cup. So yeah, fingers crossed it'll happen. And quarterfinals, either Colombia or Jamaica, what are you expecting? Or is it just taking this in for the moment and dealing with that a little bit later? Yeah, just take this in for the moment, deal with that later. And um, yeah, whatever draw we get, we just we prepare as always and we go again. Bethany England there speaking to our England reporter, Courtney Sweetman-Kirk. We'll discuss Lauren James and the implications for her going forward uh, in the next part because it, we don't know yet what FIFA are going to decide when they review it, whether she gets a three-match ban or, or, or a one-match, but it was violent conduct, so you would think it, it looks likely to be a three, but we'll discuss that in a second. Interesting point Bethany England made to Courtney there. Um, Georgia Stanway stepping up to, to miss her penalty. I mean, Bethany England smashed home hers, but you'd have put money on Georgia Stanway any day of the week, but that's now the second one that we've we've seen her struggle because against Haiti, she had her penalty saved, albeit the keeper was off her line. Um, and this one, she it was well wide. Yeah, really uncharacteristic from Stanway. You'd put your money on her being first up, you know. You, you go with your dead certs as your first penalty takers and, and, and it's gone well wide and... You, you think when that's your first most confident penalty taker, you, you're thinking, oh, no, is it going to go this way? But credit to the rest of the girls. They stepped up. They looked confident. You know, the deep breath in. I thought the Chloe Kelly one at the end, what pressure on that young player's shoulders again. She just lives for the big moments. But I think Mary Earps, again, just doing Mary Earps things in goal to put off her opponents. You know, that mental side of the game is massive. But, you know, you can practice Every training session you can practice these penalty kicks and you try and simulate a situation where you've played 90 minutes and then you're doing the walk to the goal, you know, at the training ground. But you can never compare to the situation there where they're ste stepping up, the crowd's there, 
the weight of the nation's on your shoulder and it's it's 50 50 can go any way you know you repeat you repeat you repeat but even the best players in the world miss pens yeah they do um listen we'll hear from england's alex greenwood next and i mean i can't believe we've already done you know almost 15 minutes of this pod and we haven't even spoken about kira walsh who was the story <laughs> at the beginning of this game but so much happened in the match um the fact she played 120 minutes is mental but we'll talk about that in a second uh, this is the women's world cup daily show on Talksport to Faker Others and former Tottenham captain Jenna Scalacci with you. Uh, we will continue discussing all the fallout from England's win over Nigeria next. This is the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2. Don't forget the TalkSport Network is the place to be for all things Women's World Cup. We'll have live commentary from all England's remaining matches, plus updates on other games throughout the tournament as well. Thanks for being with us. I'm Faker Ruthers. Jenna Scalacci is with me as well. So England successful in their round of 16 quest, uh, knocking out Nigeria on penalties earlier on. But of course, we lost Lauren James. She was sent off with three minutes of normal time left to play uh, for a stamp on Nigeria's Michelle Alozi. Uh, Chloe Kelly, though, oh my goodness me, hero again. She knows how to put those pressure moments away, doesn't she? She scored the winning penalty. that sent England through to the quarterfinals. Uh, 4-2 on penalties, they won in the end. Let's get the thoughts of one of England's senior players, Alex Greenwood, who spoke to Talk Sports Courtney Swimming-Kirk after the match and asked if she'd finally caught her breath. Just about, I think. Um, I think massive, massive credit to the opposition tonight, um, first and foremost, and then massive credit to this team to, to show the resilience and dig deep like we did. Um, I'm really proud of the girls tonight. And for you personally, stepping up, taking a penalty, that pressure moment, was it just a case of, look, pick your spot and you know, believe in what you've done, believe in your technique? Yeah, you know yourself when you take a penalty, if you're preparing your practice and you believe in your technique and you believe in your, your preparation. Um, it's going to have to take a good save to stop it. So for me personally, I knew where I wanted to go um, and I was prepared for, for any situation. And a bit of a negative in the fact that Lauren James got sent off. You might miss an hour for the rest of the tournament, depending on her band. So I'm just wondering how the girls will get round her. Honestly, I haven't seen the situation, so I can't really comment on it. But personally, she's young. Um, I think for me, I'll definitely get an arm round her. This is an important time to do that. Um, unfortunately, in life and in football, you make mistakes. Um, this was one of them moments and she'll definitely get a hug from me. And in terms of coming up next, Jamaica or Colombia, we've seen that Nigeria pose a tough test and are you just expecting the same for the quarterfinals? I expect a game in, game out. I think we've had a previous games. I don't think we've had an easy game. I don't expect an easy game anymore and I watched the other games as well. And um, This is part of the World Cup now and it makes it so exciting. Um, so yeah, whoever's next, we'll prepare like we do. Just a couple of days to recover and go again. I'll be bringing you updates on Colombia's last 16 match against Jamaica on Talk Sport tomorrow morning. Um, that Whoever wins that game will be England's opponents in the quarterfinal and we'll have live commentary of uh, that quarterfinal match live on TalkSport 2, 11.30am kickoff UK time on Saturday morning as we then build up here on TalkSport 2 uh, to the Premier League season as well, which kicks off on Friday night live on TalkSport. Um, listen, Alex Greenwood said there, credit to our opponents. I thought, Jenna Scalacci, Nigeria were absolutely brilliant. They're the African champions.
champions, but they're ranked 40 in the world. And Serena Wiegmann said it in her post-match, you know, women's football has changed forever. And it really has because these rankings just don't seem to match the teams. Yeah, they, they don't matter anymore, do they, the rankings? Take no notice of them because if you're going off that, I mean... I've got most of my predictions wrong this tournament going off Welcome of that. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I think everyone has. We've got to stop doing that. But I think, you know, Alex Greenwood, Beth England and Serena, the first thing they've said is credit to the opponent. They were the better team. Mm-hmm. They deserved to go through. Uh, they had their chances. They weren't clinical enough. And sometimes in football, that's the way it goes. You know, we saw yesterday in the USA game, they were the better team mm. and they're, they're, they're on a flight home. So you've got to give credit to them. I think they've come into it, the underdogs. And you could tell they played like a team with no pressure. I don't think the England base would have underestimated them. I just thought they <laughs> they just couldn't match them today. I think physically, Nigeria dominated and... Hit the crossbar twice as yeah, well. Yeah, just unlucky. The, just small margins again. They're going to be ruining their missed opportunities, aren't they? Because they had mm. they had a host of them. Ashley Plumtree, who plays for, for, for Leicester City, I thought had a fantastic yeah. game. And she'll be... I mean, she was devastated sitting on the floor uh, afterwards. She had a chance to play for England. She used to play for the uh, for the youth teams for England and, and switched her allegiance to to Nigeria last year and uh, lots of the England players went over to commiserate with her but she was just in her own in her own yeah. headspace and she'll know that she that they were so close to getting through to the quarterfinals for the second time in their history. Yeah, it will, it will really hurt. They were so close and they deserved it, you know, over the time and I think a player like Ashley Pumcher, I think, you know, we've covered the WSL now for a number of seasons and I've never really, she's never really come up on my my radar but today she was one of the best players out there so she's put herself there out out to the world and what a performance it was so unlucky with the strike that come crossing off of the off of the crossbar crashing off the crossbar sorry we we thought in the studio it was a save but it wasn't it it come crashing off of the off of the crossbar I thought she was brilliant I thought their left hand side was was dangerous throughout and yeah they'll be gutted because they were so close but football isn't it and luckily for England (laughs) It does feel lucky. They survived another it, test, it huge does, test. It does feel lucky. It feels it was like lucky. They, they, they scraped it, that's that's for sure. And, you know, we haven't spoken, as I mentioned, about Kira Walsh. Mm. thought she was fantastic and controlled the play. And some of those passes through balls that she's so good at making, at one point she, she made about three or four in a row and I thought, yeah. right, here we go, now we get it back. But the fact, having gone off on a stretcher against Denmark um, you know what are we 10 days ago something like that it was to to then play 120 minutes of football (laughs) is quite incredible yeah I mean credit to to Kira Walsh she's obviously got her head down and and recovered and done all the right things to get herself back in there and be in the best physical condition to you know not just go on and do 90 minutes but the extra time as well Um, yeah put in an absolute shift there I thought when she was coming off she did look like she might have been a bit pain maybe just exhaustion I think because she did cover every patch of grass but I think you know the panic that was around this injury but then Zellum steps up and does a job against China I think if there's any panic about Lauren James you know and not having her we do have the depth on the bench you still got Ella Toon on there that can, can come on and do a job and you know it's not it's not ideal, but we do still have that strength on the bench to to kick on and, and survive without these key, key players that we've put all our hopes in. Yeah, well, and one of those was was Lauren James. Yeah. And, you know, 
disappointing to, to lose her a moment of madness, as we've discussed. Um, it was a silly, silly thing to do. But now we need to look forward. A, need to protect the player, first mm -hmm. and foremost, from any kind of backlash that she might potentially face. She will learn from it, as Serena Wiegmann said, as did both of her teammates. But what for England now? I mean, obviously, she displaced Ella Toon, who hadn't had the best tournament um, so far and hadn't actually really had the best season since, since being so impressive in the Euros. But that's now her place to lose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You'd think, given that she's... Not stolen. That's a bit harsh, but she's stolen Ella Toon's spot there. Just lit, lit up. You couldn't you couldn't drop Lauren James once she came in into that first match off the bench. And yeah, now it's Ella Toon's to lose. I think she's been I, she's quite um, an emotional player, Ella Toon, isn't it? You can see things bother her. Mm. She gets angry. So I imagine sitting on that bench, watching the last couple of matches from the bench, she'll be angry and itching to get back on that field. And now this is the pop perfect opportunity for her now to step up and, and raise her game because her team's going to need her. I think formation-wise, whether Serena sticks with the three at the back going forward for the next rounds, I don't know. Well, she's going to be watching the Columbia-Jamaica <laughs> game yeah. you know, with, with, with great interest. And I've covered both teams, but particularly Columbia. They are strong. Yeah. They will have the same kind of strength and constant irritating, pressing mm. and frustrating the England players yeah. if they get through that we saw from, from Nigeria. And I saw them do it with Germany. And, and the Germans just did not know how to deal with them mm. at all. You saw Alex Pop getting really angry. And, you know, they're, they're going to be wanting to do that. So that's something that Serena Wiegmann's going to have to look at if it does end up yeah. being yeah, yeah. Colombia. Although, you know, oh my goodness me, Jamaica have been fabulous this tournament as well. And Becky Spencer is a friend of the show and a friend yeah. of yours as well. <laughs> and she's been um, been superb, hasn't she? Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow when we know we are getting again. way ahead of ourselves <laughs> for sure. But what do we see about this England side? We've seen them now struggle against Haiti. The Denmark performance was definitely better. The China performance was wonderful. This, I don't want to watch that game again. I'm going to have to because that's my job. But I don't want to watch it again because it was stressful. What do they do going forward? Is this a wake-up call that they needed? Where are the fallibilities in England? I think it's definitely a warning sign. I think they were there before. Like, even if you're watching the teams that have gone home and, and yesterday's match against Sweden and USA, the warning signs are there. You know, the the rest of the world's catching up with everyone. You can't predict anyone and you can't lower your standards against any opponent and underestimate anyone. I think you, you saw the, the celebrations on the pitch to come through what they've come through and now we're in the quarterfinals, that's a huge, huge victory for them in a sense because they weren't at their best at all. Opportunities coming crashing off the, the crossbar. We didn't have re any real opportunities apart from that Russo, Russo shot, which was poor from Russo, to be fair. I thought she should have been better. But they, they got through it and then they finished confidently on the, on the penalty shootout. I think they'll have that real togetherness now after. They'll try and enjoy... The fact that they've got through and then analysis, I no doubt they'll rip that game apart tomorrow mm. and they can't have another performance because as the tournament goes on, the, the, I say they're going to get stronger, but Nigeria were very strong, but they, it's only going to get harder. Yeah, it is. Just a quick word on the goalkeepers. I mean, Mary Epps was, was fantastic apart from that plumtree shot that, that hit the crossbar. She didn't get a fingertip mm. onto it as we first thought. You know, she, she was brilliant in terms of smothering out um, any Nigerian threats. But I thought in particular the Nigerian goalkeeper, Nadozi, was, was fantastic. And you saw the England players gather around her mm. at the end when she fell to her knees when Chloe Kelly scored the penalty. She guessed the right way. Yeah. Just it was such a powerful shot. She couldn't get her fingertips to it.
Yeah, she she was incredible. She's been probably their, one of their star players for the whole tournament. I mean, if you look back to that, the the match against Canada where she saved the the pen against Sinclair, like an experienced player, and she's stepping up and saving a penalty, which ultimately probably kept them in the group and in the fight into to qualify for the last sixteen. So she's been she's been massive for her team and pulled off some wonderful saves. I thought today she was excellent again. Really, a real. You know, for such a small keeper, some of the saves she was pulling off were blinding. But I said it in commentary: like this is across the board now. The mm. the standard of goalkeeping is improving, and that's coming down to the investment at club level. Goalkeeper coaches in and around the the, the goalkeepers every day. You know, so of course it's going to improve. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just one quick question on, on England and and, and um, their progression in the tournament. They're now the favourites with the USA out and your face tells it all Jenna <laughs> I mean favourites in inverted commas but are they good? the point I want to make is are they feeling that pressure now I think there's got to be an element of it I think everyone's out to beat them aren't they you know they're the European winners the favourites as you say and teams are coming out I think there's a lot less pressure on the, the underdogs like mm. I've always said it there's no pressure on them and especially this Ni- Nigerian team in the pre-match like interviews the manager was saying you know we've We've upset Australia. We've sent Canada home. Why can't we go and, you know, break the hearts of the European champions? It's that attitude. And, yeah, everyone's gunning for them. But, you know, they've come through today, which is the probably the biggest test they've had so far. And they've come out and they're in the next round. They're in the hat for the next round. So... You know, they've got to take some confidence from that. And that is the most important thing because England will now face either Jamaica or Colombia in that quarterfinal match on Saturday, 11.30am UK time. It's going to be live on TalkSport 2. Joe Shannon and Leanne Sanderson bringing you commentary for it. This is the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2. Faker Ruthers and Jenna Scalacci with you. Coming up next, we're going to look back at co-hosts Australia's last 16 match and react to world champions USA going out of the tournament. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're listening to the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2 in association with Zero small business accounting software and proud partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. TalkSport have live commentary of all England's remaining games across the network, so thanks for choosing to be with us. I'm Faker Rothers. Jenna Scalacci is with me as well. Uh, now, earlier on today, the co-hosts Australia contested their knockout game against Denmark, who finished just behind England in their group. Both sides had won two and lost one of their group games. And with just three sides separating the two in the world rankings, it was set to be a close game. Talk Sports' Jeff Peters was watching this one. It's finished Australia 2, Denmark 0. The hosts are through to the quarterfinals where they'll face either France or Morocco. Arsenal's Caitlin Ford put them in front just before the half hour. A wonderfully calm finish in the box, left footed through the keeper's legs after being played in perfectly by a brilliant pass from Mary Fowler of Manchester City. They doubled the lead with 20 to play. Emily van Egmond setting up Hayley Rasso to thump beyond Christensen from eight yards, her third goal of the tournament. Sam Kerr of Chelsea got her first taste of action after injury, coming on for the last ten minutes. She could be crucial for the Matildas in the business end of the tournament. Full-time in Sydney, Australia 2, Denmark 0. Delighted to say that we can actually speak to Jeff Peters, uh, fresh from covering that game. How are you doing, Jeff? Yes, I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Australia put in a... What I thought was an exceptional team display. They scored two goals. They kept a clean sheet. Defensively, they were very disciplined. Denmark weren't terrible, but they didn't really do a lot when they got into the the final third. And if you keep somebody like Penilla Harder quiet and they don't get much of a sniff, you know that you're... You're doing a good job. Yeah, I've, I've actually just been speaking to Hawksby and Jacobs on Talk Sport actually about the fact that, you know, going into this tournament, all of the chat was about this is a one-player team in Sam Kerr, but actually we only saw her for a brief spell in the in the second half. They can do it without her. What has impressed me throughout the tournament is that other players have stepped up. So Rasso scored. That's three in the tournament for her. Caitlin Ford getting her first goal. They are not a one-person team. But when you've got somebody who is as good as Sam Kerr still to come back in, then that is huge. But then does she play in the next game? Because the team has done has functioned really well without her. But it's seismic for them still to have a player who does have so much quality. Which is quite incredible, isn't it, when you think about it? Because they're going to face, we'll find out on Tuesday, either France or Morocco. And Morocco are no slouches, as we saw in terms of Nigeria against England earlier on. I've watched Morocco's uh, matches and, and they obviously essentially knocked Germany out of the tournament despite that 6-0 opening defeat. And, uh, you know, that game is going to be fascinating. But in terms of Australia... They'd obviously prefer to face Morocco over over France, but that, that's a quite a tasty quarterfinal tie, potentially. Yeah, France or Morocco, I think you're right. 
Morocco would be the obvious choice for Australia. They are the, the, the weaker of the two sides. However, what Morocco have done in the tournament, they've just got better and better. I think they are a dangerous team. They play well as a team. They don't necessarily have the, the stars, the standout stars, but as a team unit, they look very good. So whoever gets through from that game, Morocco against France, it, it isn't going to be easy for Australia, but they, they will be favourites against either of them, particularly with the home support. Yeah, and uh, Australia, though, that with the home support that they have, I mean, how loud was it in the stadium t- today? They're going to need that to carry them forward, aren't they? It's a huge advantage, I think, for, for Australia. And they're going to be, you know, if you look at the, the future games, so they'll play France or Morocco in Brisbane, uh, then the semi-final against either if they obviously if they get through that game Australia the semi-final against England or Colombia and Jamaica and then obviously the finals in in Sydney as well so that they're going to have massive support in whatever stadium against whoever they play and I, I don't want to look too far ahead two very quick last questions for you number one can Australia go all the way actually I should probably ask them in the other way around number one Australia if they beat France or Morocco could face England if England beat Colombia or Jamaica. I'm way, way ahead of myself, way ahead of myself. But it could be an England-Australia semi-final is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it would be tasty, certainly, wouldn't it? An Australia-England semi-final. It's mouth-watering, isn't it? Sydney, England against Australia, potentially. There's still a, still a long way to go. And you look at the other half of the draw as well. And with some of the teams going out, the the big sides that we expected to progress further, I think it's an open tournament. I think England will, will look at it and go, we've got a real chance of winning this. But I think Australia will as well. And when you've got a player like Sam Kerr, with her coming into the reckoning, then you, you really can't rule out Australia. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much, Jeff. Uh, right, Sunday's knockout games. So one of the most hotly anticipated contests of the World Cup so far as defending champions USA took on world number three side Sweden. The USA had had something of a shaky start to their tournament, winning just one of their group games and causing many to question whether or not the Americans would be capable of maintaining their title. They were going for a record third in a row. Sweden, though, were unbeaten in their group game and look prepared to go far if they could make it past the defending champions USA. Talk Sports' Charlotte Richardson was watching this one. Taken all the way to sudden death on penalties and I've never seen anything like it. Sweden progress, a spot kick decided by VAR. The champions USA are out. Sweden win on sudden death penalties. Sweden 5, the USA 4. Wow, it was absolutely incredible, wasn't it? Nothing to separate the two sides in normal or extra time. Musevic making 11 saves to deny the US, including some superb efforts from Lindsay Horan, who was the brightest spark for the USA, you have to say. But they faltered during the penalty shootout. Megan Rapino, Sophia Smith and Kelly O'Hara all failed to find the net. Some quite appalling penalties taken, actually. And then it all came down to Arsenal Lena Hurtig's final penalty for Sweden. It looked as if Alyssa Nea had saved the penalty. But after a short VAR review, it was confirmed the ball had indeed crossed the line. I mean, she was still remonstrating with the referee long after the, the Swedes had gone off celebrating. Um, but, you know, you can't argue with that. She'd, she'd palmed it. I mean, it was literally a millimetre. Heartbreak for the USA. 
they're not going to be achieving this record three consecutive World Cup titles. Meanwhile, Sweden go on to face Japan in the quarterfinals. Before I get reaction from Jenna Scalacci, who's with me here in the studio, let's hear the thoughts of Captain Lindsay Horan, manager Vlatko Andonovsky and USA legend Megan Rapino. Well, first and foremost, I'm so proud of the team. Uh, you know, a lot went into this performance and it was kind of changing gears and, and playing like us and, and playing our style and being confident and patient and all of those things. We went out and did it. And, you know, I think we played beautiful football today and we entertained and we, we created chances. We didn't score. Um, and this is part of the game. Penalties, uh, to be frank, they suck. <laughs> They're cruel. Uh, I've gone through too many in my, my career, and, and this is, you know, I, I'm proud of every player that stepped up to take a penalty today. You know, score or miss, it's, it's, it's courageous to go take a penalty. So I'm, I'm very proud of my team. I mean, it's a, it's a tough moment, obviously. Uh, it's, a, it's a moment where uh, it, it's hard to go through, and uh, until the last whistle is blown, you you know you have hopes that uh, that the ball didn't cross the line. But uh, from uh, what I understood now, I mean obviously if the referee calls it, it did. And uh, I I see pictures now. I still can't see it how. But uh, that just shows how cruel this game sometimes can be, and uh, how how small uh, small of a detail makes a difference between winning and losing. Still would love to watch the tape back. If Lissa's saying that she she got a good save on it, but um, you know, obviously to miss penalties, that was like a dark, sick, dark joke in there somewhere for me personally. Um, yeah, just not our day. I mean, that's the you know the cruel side of this beautiful game. But really proud of the group. Um, I thought we put on a great performance tonight. Just couldn't find the back of the net. Um, but this group has such a bright future. Um, hopefully they, you know, don't take this one too hard. They'll be right back here in four years. Yeah, but without Megan Rapino, who you heard last from there, her last ever uh, Women's World Cup, question marks over whether really she should have been part of it because performances from her weren't great. But it's not just about Megan Rapino, even though she is obviously the, the the main person that most people talk about in terms of the, um, the US women's national team. But penalties suck, says Lindsay Horan, their captain. And after, I mean, very nearly today, I was going to say the same thing, but penalties are great. We love them. <laughs> if you're an England fan. But I mean, gosh, it was so stressful, wasn't it? Um, if you're a USA fan anyway. Interesting, Megan Rapino there saying that uh, Alyssa Nea really, you know, did think she'd, she'd made the save. It did go over the line. There's no controversy, controversy over that, although you don't want it to happen against you. No, of course. I think maybe... If this happened the World Cup before, it probably would have, you know, gone gone down as a save. But of course, she's going to protest with the with the referee. But yeah, the the technology doesn't lie, and it's such a fine fine detail. The difference between you know going home or, or going through to the next round. I thought USA probably played the best that I've seen them in the tournament against Sweden. I thought they controlled possession, created so many chances. I think they had something like twenty two shots and eleven on target. Mm. But I think. Mazovic in goal for Sweden was unbelievable. Like save after save after save. Thought Alex Morgan maybe had the chance to wrap it up late in the extra time with the header. But again, Mazovic was in the right place at the right time. And you just got the feeling that it was going to be Sweden's day because they, they, they couldn't get past her.
No, they couldn't. And I think the USA will be, you know, they know that the headlines are all about them rather than Sweden. Yeah. And you have to feel sorry for Sweden in that case because I'm actually they've been brilliant in this in this tournament so far. Um, but it is the fact that the world champions have gone crashing out at the last 16 stage, but they've just not quite looked themselves the whole time. 14 debutants they've they've had, they've not clicked. It's not they've not found a rhythm at all, and they should have been clinical and put this game mm. to bed. Yeah. I agree. I think group stages, they, they haven't looked themselves, but you say they are going through transition and they've got a lot of young players coming in and a few of the experienced heads are no longer within within their camp. And I think they've sorely missed that. And the transition with change, it, it takes time to gel. But still, when you're looking at the, the team that they've got and the experience, even the young stars coming through, they have a lot of talent to, to be get, progressing further in this tournament. I think... You know, obviously, Rapinho, it's the end of her USA career now. and But I do f- still feel like the future's bright there. But I think more highlight is on it because of the rest of the world. And they are catching USA up. USA were, were you know, the ones to beat for so many years. But the investment now, you know, you remember players used to go to America to go and play football. Now they're coming to the WSL to play football. I think the investment around the world is catching up with them. I think our obviously our academy systems as well in place that we have here are now producing the talent of the future as well for, for the national level. And I think maybe USA are going a bit the other way in terms of how they're developing their players. But I do think they've had a lot of change. I thought they were very unlucky. But yeah, as you say, penalties are cruel. I thought they were the better team. I thought for me, Sweden have impressed in the group stages. But I think against USA, they just looked a little bit flat. They... Uh, didn't look themselves, but again, they got through. I think even, I think that, uh, a graphic showed up during the match when they lost the ball. It took them 20 seconds to, to regain the mm. possession, which is unlike the Sweden team that we've seen. But again, they've they've got through and it was a, that, that was the, I don't think you'll see a, a smaller detail fine margin there. No, most definitely not. And actually, I think, you know, we should give a nod to the USA. The, the fact the game is in the state it's in now is mm. because they've paved the way for, so, and, and, you know, put the the barrier so high for, for people and we've seen that gap close and yeah. I think you know a, an element of gratitude has to has to be there from women's football as well um, right the USA are out they join Germany Canada Brazil on the plane <laughs> thankfully just by a whisker not England uh, you're listening to the Women's World Cup Daily Show on Talk Sport 2 by the way Sweden going through uh, to face Japan in the quarterfinals who have been fantastic this tournament as well that's going to be a cracker of a game you'll have updates on TalkSport on Friday morning of that one. This is the Women's World Cup Daily Show on TalkSport 2. I'm Faker Rothers. Jenna Scalacci with me as well. Coming up, we'll review the rest of the results from the knockout games so far. You're listening to the Women's World Cup Daily Show in association with Zero, small business accounting software and proud partner of England Women. Dream bigger. If you missed this episode live or duck in halfway through, don't worry. We're also available on podcast. Plenty of places you can download us. 
first, though, head to the TalkSport app to find us. So England are through to the quarterfinals. They join Sweden, Japan, the Netherlands and Spain. Uh, the Spanish started the group stages with two dominant wins, but a shock 4-0 defeat to Japan has raised serious questions about their tournament future until they face Switzerland in the first knockout game. Despite topping their group, Switzerland had only managed one win from their three group games. Talk Sports' Lisa Rose Sullivan was watching this one. It's finished. Switzerland 1, Spain 5. Two hands needed to keep score and Spain coming back from that 4-0 thumping by Japan with a masterclass. Five goals in the first half, including a look-away now own goal as Switzerland failed to even get a glance of a chance. Aitano Bonmatti with a brace. The class act are so far. Uh, Lea Cordina won't want to review the seventh own goal of the season of the tournament. A heartbreaker. She didn't look launching it past her own goalkeeper. Alba Redondo scored Spain, uh, restored Spain's lead six minutes later. A header across the face of the goal. That's her third of the competition. And uh, Lea Cordina making amends for her earlier gaffe on the stroke of half-time. Three changes for the Swiss at half-time steadied the ship in the second half, but with 70 minutes gone, Jenny Hermoso capitalising on a mistake from the defence with a fine finish across the face of the goal, once again into the bottom left-hand corner. Five goals for a second match at this World Cup. Spain now top scorers in the competition, overtaking Japan and also a record for number of goals scored in a last 16 match at the World Cup. And with 13 minutes to go at 5-1 up, Spain gave a run out to one of the best players in the world, Alexia Proteus, coming on for Jenny Amasso. Tears for Gail Talman, the Swiss goalkeeper has played her last for her country. It's finished Switzerland 1, Spain 5. Thank you very much to Lisa O'Sullivan there. A convincing comeback from Spain in the end. They were dismantled by Japan. I covered that game for Talk Sport and uh, this was far more a Spanish performance we were expecting. Yeah, they totally dominated the game. I thought Bomati again was excellent. I think technically she's probably one of the best in the world at the minute. Just her ability to to wiggle her way out of tight spaces and just her vision and in the box she's so, so dangerous. But yeah, really composed uh, 90 minutes from the Spanish team. You got a feel for Cadena, the the young the young uh, Spanish defender with the own goal and her first appearance for Spain. But then she made up for it, getting a getting a goal at the other end. So yeah, really dominant display and much more like the Spanish team that we're we're used to seeing. How are we going to see them uh, going forward? They've got a tough uh, quarter final, haven't they? Up against the Netherlands. That's going to be a 2 a.m. kickoff UK time. We'll bring you updates on, on Talk Sport on on Friday. Two tough teams. Yeah, I mean. Netherlands again had a good good performance to come away uh, away from South Africa to get to get through. Um, obviously, no Danielle van der Donk for for the Netherlands in in that game. But I think, yeah, for me, I think Netherlands are, are, are quietly going about their business. An impressive game. Jill ruled on the score sheet again. There were question marks how they would survive without Vivian Miedemard, but they, they they seem to be going well. Um, but for me, I think Spain just offered that little bit more. They're scoring. A lot of goals. One of, I think it was mentioned there, the highest scorers now overtaken Japan. Um, so I, I think for me, I could pay much just have a little bit more 
to offer in that game. Yeah, as uh, as you mentioned, Netherlands beat South Africa by two goals to nil. Uh, they were 2019 runners-up, don't forget, but South Africa were competing in the knockout stages for the first time ever and can really be proud of the performance they'd put in. Uh, but in the end, the Dutch just too strong for them. Nine minutes in, Jill Raud took the lead for the Netherlands, heading the ball uh, into the back of the net. South Africa had actually had a number of chances to equalise but denied on multiple occasions by Daphne von Domslaar and uh, Netherlands then put the game out of their reach with Lineth Bierenstein making it 2-0 after capitalising on a goalkeeping error. Um, I mean, they've never won a World Cup despite obviously coming so close in, in, in 2019. They've been European champions under England's manager, uh, Serena Wiegmann. You think Spain are too, too tough for them, but, you know... Even without Vivian Miedemar, I feel as if this Netherlands side can do something special. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. I'm definitely not writing them off. I've learned that this tournament. <laughs> not to write anyone off. We all have. <laughs> I just think for me going forward, Spain. I just think that they're creating a lot more. Obviously, clinical in front of goal, and they're and they're okay. They do look a bit vulnerable in defence, but mm. I think Spain going forward will look a lot more frightening. South Africa, one of three African teams to get through to the knockout stages and they put in such a valiant performance. But how impressive has their World Cup run been? Yeah, been incredible. I think to get to the last round of 16 was historical for their country in itself. And they got off to the worst possible start, didn't they? To concede so early on. Um, but no, I, I thought after the goal, they reacted really well. They were on the front foot. They created chances. I thought their captain up top was an absolute menace the whole game. So yeah, I think they can go away with their heads held high and represented their country. They can be proud. And, you know, I imagine in four years' time, they'll go even further. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, right, let's focus on Japan, one of the other favourites. Actually, we had um, uh, some some betting odds sent to us earlier on in the build-up to England's game against Nigeria. And, and Japan were about fourth favourites at like five to one. And I thought they've, they've been really really impressive they beat Norway by three goals to one the 2011 champions have been really impressive I've thought tight game both sides scored within five minutes of each other in the first half but in the second half Japan's quality shone through Risa Shimitsu and Hinata Miyazawa both scored to put them 3-1 up and out of of Norway's reach I mean are they I know the odds don't say it but and and they've got a really tough quarterfinal um, match but all of the quarterfinal matches are, are tough how is this going to go between Sweden and Japan what what have you made of Japan in this tournament I think for me they're, they're probably one of my favorites Japan I think they're they're quietly going about their business I think in front of goal they're terrifying and defensively they've been solid and they've only conceded one in 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 the matches just gone so for me I think they've in a World Cup that's all over the shop, they are they are probably the steadiest team in there. They've been consistent, they're scoring, and they're defending very well. So for me, I think they're strong favourites, Japan, against mm. against what will be a strong Swedish team as well. But again, I think defensively they've been solid, absolutely solid. Another disappointing tournament performance from Norway, though. I mean, they were lucky to even get through to the last 16 in the first place, uh, knocking out co-hosts New Zealand on goal difference. They scraped through. There's something going on. We, we've mentioned it on this uh, on this show on many occasions, but, you know, there's going to be another inquest. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like a happy camp at all, does it? I think a lot of chopping and changing. I don't think that they have the same starting lineup for two matches in a row. Um, big names benched. Interviews after post-match games from players, like unhappy players, calling out decisions. And, 
you know, that's that's a nightmare for an in-house, you know, when you're on camp, you don't want your players speaking out. but Or your manager poking your their manager, head around the yeah. corner watching it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's all going to get back to us straight away. So, yeah, it seems something's not right. And no doubt, I mean, we've seen already the first manager, I think it was the Italian manager's resigned, hasn't she, after the, their elimination. I, I'm sure we'll see some more. Yeah, absolutely. That's what happened in the Euros, didn't we? They all fell mm-hmm. like dominoes. Um, thank you, Jenna. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. No pleasure. No pleasure. No, ple- <laughs> no pleasure. It's been a long day. Wow. No pleasure. You've just spent God knows how long with me today and you've just gone, yeah, I'm done with you. <laughs> Cheers for that. Won't be inviting Sorry, you back Faye. again. <laughs> uh, we do know part of our quarterfinal lineup on Friday. Spain will face the Netherlands at 2am UK time while Japan will face Sweden at 8.30. Uh, then on Saturday, England go up against Japan. Maker or Columbia will have live TalkSport 2 commentary at 11.30 in the morning. At 8am um, on Saturday, we'll also see France or Morocco take on Australia. Tomorrow morning, the final two last 16 games will take place as Colombia take on Jamaica at 9am UK time, while France face Morocco at midday. We'll bring you updates from all the action live on TalkSport. Then on Saturday, England will go up against Jamaica or Colombia. We'll have live TalkSport to commentary at 11.30 in the morning at 8am on Saturday. We'll also see France or Morocco take on Australia. Thank you to Jenna Scalacci, Courtney Sweetman-Kirk, Jeff Peters, Serena Viegman, Bethany England, Alex Greenwood, Charlotte Richardson, Lisa O'Sullivan, producers Maya Anuma, and of course, all of you as ever for listening. Don't forget, if you do miss any of the shows live, you can download the Women's World Cup show via the TalkSport app. Our next show is tomorrow at 5pm. That's Tuesday at 5, where we'll review the final round of 16 fixtures and give a proper look ahead to all the quarterfinals. Next here on TalkSport 2, EFL All Access. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.